Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer, and my guest is entrepreneur extraordinaire Mitch Durfee. He's a realtor, CEO, and founder of Grunts Move Junk, Green Rock Investments, and ForSaleVT.com. He's garnered his real estate experience uh, from numerous locations, and he has a new book out. It's called Serve to Win. Looking forward to hearing more about Serve to Win. When is that coming out? So Serve to Win, I'll have the first 100 copies here on June 27th. Uh, and then after after that, I should have the absolute release date on July 14th. Wow. Uh, it's going to be great. That's so exciting. Now, you were saying in one of your Facebook posts that uh, your English teacher, you, you just did not like English class at yeah. all. So the fact that you're even <laughs> writing a book... It's was great. yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of a funny story, you know. Back in junior year of high school, uh, it was the one topic in high school that I failed, and uh, it was I was heartbroken. And after that, I stopped reading. I didn't read any books for almost seven years, and then I just finally woke up one day and I picked up a book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And after that, I just started reading a book a week for like the last three years. And then this year, I kind of set a big goal, saying, you know what, it's time. I think everyone has a book inside them. And I'm going to become an author just to oh. kind of, you know, show that everything's possible if you just really put your heart to it. And that's a real turning point for you, yeah. you know, having that light bulb come on <laughs> and think and grow rich. Couldn't find a better book to Absolutely. motivate an entrepreneur than that one. Yeah, it was a very good book. And yeah, I, I and still Napoleon reflect Hill. back on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always a gem that you can pull out of that book. It's yeah. an amazing book. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Now, take me back on your story here. You know, you, you went to, to school and probably English was your, your yeah. nemesis, your kryptonite. Right. So Absolutely. then what happened to you? So um, in high school, you know, I'd, I was I was an athlete. I did some track and stuff like that. And I'd, I kind of skipped my way through a lot of the English courses too. So 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 reading, you know, I would pick up the Cliff Notes. So anyone that doesn't know what Cliff Notes is, it's kind of <laughs> like the, the cheating version of reading an actual book. And I would just kind of hack my way through it. After And after high school, I went into the Army. Uh, I served in Iraq and Korea, and then when I got out of those two, I decided to do one more tour in Afghanistan. So I did the big world tour, uh, been around the world twice now. And uh, and how did that impact you? So that was another you know big learning curve where I learned to reflect on like the small gratitudes in life. You know, so being overseas, um, you know, you learn to appreciate the smaller things like uh, an ice cold glass of water, for example. You know, mm. when you're outside the wire and it's 110 degrees. And you get, most of your bottled water has been sitting out there with you in the sun. It's, you know, an ice glass of water is pretty nice sometimes. What do you mean by outside the wire? I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, so when I was in Iraq, I did over 300 combat missions uh, in Ramadi, Iraq. So anyone that doesn't know much about Iraq, uh, it's one of the three hottest zones. Uh, Fallujah and Ramadi in 2004, 2005 was kind of the, the danger zone, um, as we like to call it. And, and outside the wire meant that we were on combat missions. I was on a Bradley linebacker uh, track vehicle. And, and on the day-to-day operations, we would be doing route clearance or looking for weapons caches in downtown Ramadi. Wow. So you come back after that experience. Was there anything that, that sat with you that uh, driving down the road sometimes you must sure. have been hypersensitive to scanning the road or, or yeah. am I just projecting? No, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of soldiers that when you come back, I was 19 years old when I was over oh there. So gosh, you're just a baby. Yeah. So when I went back when I was 26, 27, it was such a different experience than when I was 19 because, you know, I saw life differently at, at 19 years old. You know, I grew up here and actually, in fact, I was talking to my friend Dean Shelton uh, last night and we were talking about some of these stories because we still stay in contact with each other. You know, we were 19 years old. And when we came back, it, we actually toured in Korea before going to Iraq. 
So we were gone for over a year and a half, almost two years before even seeing the States. And then we got dropped into another state where we knew no one. So it was kind of like a, so I really learned how to network, you know, through the time. Because you had to. I had to. Yeah, absolutely. And even when I came back from Afghanistan this time, even back home, you know, I was gone for almost 10 years total before I finally returned back to Vermont like permanently. And I had maybe 10 people that I actually knew uh, that I could, you know, have conversations with and hang out with. But, you know, it's difficult traveling around the world and coming back into a location and having to start over again. Or having people that can't relate to yeah. what you've been through yeah, unless it's a, a fellow soldier. Right. Correct? That's that's kind of the reason why I started Grunts Move Junk was to be able to kind of surround myself with those fellow veterans that were coming back. Through. Yeah. Tell me more about Grunts Move Junk. Yeah. So Grunts Move Junk started uh, in 2014, uh, six months after I returned from Afghanistan. Uh, our big mission was to put veterans back into the workforce. And we don't hire 100% veterans, but a lot of our staff is definitely, you know, you know, their mission there is also to support veterans. And, you know, when veterans return from overseas or just getting back from um, doing operations or just being on active duty or even in the National Guard and they're looking for work, I think it's unfortunate when veterans have this challenge of, of finding qualified work. So we started Grunts Move Junk, you know, three years ago in order to be able to put these veterans back into the workforce and give them a position. That's amazing. Yeah. So now did you do Grunts Move Junk before you, you did your real estate practice or yeah, kind, of kind of at the same time? Yeah. 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 So, so you're so you're like yeah. a multi-potentialite. I had um, <laughs> I so. Emily Wapnick on. Uh, yeah. She she talks about that. Her blog is putty-like and you might want to check her out. And she's had a past episode on here and she talks about people like you. Oh, who, really? Oh, no. <laughs> who, no, it's, it's actually a very good thing because... You know, that jack of all trades sure. and yeah. it's kind of frowned upon, whereas Emily yeah. embraces it and says you have to be a multipotentialite or jack of all trades yeah. so that you can be flexible in this new world that we're in. You there is no gold watch at the end of the tunnel. Sure. So yeah. you have to be an entrepreneur or think outside the box. To touch on that, I think what I found was in real estate, there's, you know, a lot of businesses have a winter season and a summer season. So it's almost like, you know, you have to plant your seeds and then come back to them. You know, you don't want to watch your garden grow. So real estate for me was something that I've always been passionate about. In fact, when I was over in Iraq, my dad would mail me magazines for real estate magazines because I was so passionate about it. So everyone's reading like these Maxim magazines and, and I'm getting these real estate ones and I'm getting, you know, I'm like circling the houses that I want to flip and just picking these houses out. And when I got back from Afghanistan, I you know, three months later, I got my real estate license. But again, not having a network in real estate made it very difficult to, to sell real estate. So I helped my friends get into their houses and I helped my friends sell their houses. But getting outside of that was very difficult because no one really knew who I was. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's grown up a lot more since then, which is great. But again, it was one of those things where, you know, I like to say, dig your well before you need water, right? So, so start now, take action. And then, you know, three, four, six months down the road, you know, come back and then everything's ready for you. Yeah, you know. that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. So you talked a little bit. I, I can't remember where I read it. I don't know if you posted it on Facebook or it was on your blog, but yeah. you talked about having to go to a bank and try to get financing. And yeah, that's you're, an interesting you're, story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me about yeah. that, because that's the struggle a lot of people face. Yeah. So when I came back again from Afghanistan, um, you know, I had this idea that I was going to come back and, you know, buy some multifamily properties and cause that's what I wanted to do. I was really passionate about buying investment properties and I'd go to the bank and they would look at me and say, well, listen, you have, you, you just got out of the military, you changed your career. So it's going to be another two years. And they did have a VA home loan, except the problem is the house that I bought when I was in the military is still under a VA home loan. 
So it was, you know, I'd have to sell that house in order for me to get another one. So I, I would take weeks at a time where I would just call banks, um, you know, bank after bank and just try to get them to approve me. And then I finally got one to approve me. Um, and then after that, I was able to buy, you know, a million dollars worth of real estate in, in under 12 months. But it, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, no, no stress. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it was hard. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't something yeah. that was easy. Like, but, but once I, the dom- that first domino fell, it, it just seemed like it, the momentum just kept going. And then, so my goal was, you know, two years ago was to, to buy a million dollars worth of real estate. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just, I set it up there on the board and I, I wrote it on my mirror and then I, I kind of trademarked this goal on your phone thing where I take a picture and I write my goal on the phone. So every morning when I wake up and hit that, you know, snooze button, if I'm going to do it, I have to look at my goal first to say, do I want to push off my dream for another day? And and that kind of helps me get out wow, of bed. Wow, <laughs> what a great idea that yeah. is. That definitely keeps you motivated to it say, does. you know, what yeah. I like to do is when I'm setting a goal is I, uh, if I have a really big one, like a yeah. million dollars of real estate is quite big. Yeah. Instead of taking that as a big chunk, I say, what's the next logical step? What is the next thing that I need to do today to drive me closer to that goal? And and Ed Lester talks about that a lot. He's another guest we had on. Um, So when you're you're buying up this real estate, what do you look for in a house that you're going to flip? You know, it's, I think Vermont, it's few and far between. Um, It's really the numbers have to work. So and in Vermont, there's a lot of different factors that really go into it. And I think there's also a lot of investors that are looking for these deals. So you have to be fast. Um, Grunts Move Junk has actually made it really possible for us to find these deals before because, you know, most times they call the Grunts company and say, hey, look, we're moving, we're thinking about selling, we're doing this. So it really gives us that kind of insight, uh, you know, inside view before they're, you know, it actually hits the market. That's brilliant. Yeah. So those two companies, Grunts Move Junk and your real estate, they, yeah. they work hand in hand. hand in That's hand. really great. Absolutely. And did you, did you know that initially going in or yeah. you had an inkling? That was the, that, that was, was the, the roadmap. Yeah. I, I didn't know how it was going to work. You know, I just, uh, I kind of hit the drawing board and I remember sitting down, it was around Christmas time because I started Grunts in January and I sat down and it was, I was getting ready for my, my setting new goals for the year. And it's like, you know what, this year I'm starting a business and this is what it's going to do. And, and I kind of roadmapped it all out. And I, I had like this dry erase board where I put everything on and I'm like, looks good. Yeah, it looks good. All right, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so far, you know, it's a house of cards sometimes, but you know, you got to persevere through the bad moments because you know, it really, it, you know, after you get through the bad points, it, it's, it's great. It's really worth it. And what's the lowest point that you've had? Oh God, I, there's so many, you know, <laughs> You know, in business, I think there's always ups and downs and, and oh, yeah. it's, it's stressful and it's how you, you know, I think in, in my book, Serve to Win, I talk about having a positive mental attitude mm-hmm. because, you know, I think that if you focus on, you know, like we talked about earlier, right, you know, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Dr. Wayne Dyer, yeah. yeah. And and those are the exact same things that I talk about in having a positive mental attitude. You know, you can you can focus on that it's raining outside or you can focus on the fact that you have a garden and the garden needs water. You know, it's it's two different things. You know, some people are upset because it's raining and some people are great and, and gracious for the, the water. And by doing those things and just kind of shifting that mindset, it you know, think about it. The last time you were upset, did you feel good? Like you, you kind of shrunk down a little bit. You know, your energy was low. But if, you know, the last time you were happy and everything was going your way, you really just got up and went after things. Your energy is 10 times higher. So if you can snap out of those moments, you know, faster, you, you just, your energy levels are higher and you just, you walk with a sense of pride and it's just so much better. 
We're speaking with Mitch Durfee. He is the author of Serve to Win, and it's a great book if you want to pick it up and get some motivation for an entrepreneur on Self Talk Radio Show. And Mitch, do you also offer coaching for people as well? I do. Yeah, I do Neat. some business coaching and marketing coaching. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, that was also one of the other things is, you know, I, I, my vision was to kind of paint this big picture of owning this company and this company. But really, the end goal was service, right? you know, to be able to give back. And no one really wants to follow directions from someone that didn't really do anything. So in order for me to help more people, I had to get to a certain level that, you know, people realize that, hey, look, it's possible for me to do something too because I went from, you know, being in the Army, just growing up here in St. Albans, Vermont, uh, to, to growing this kind of empire that's just, it's, and it's growing pretty exponentially like we talked about on the pillars and the, or the dominoes. You know, do the one thing today so that in a week I'm set up and then in a month, you know, they just keep falling and, they keep knocking down bigger dominoes. But in order for me to be able to coach businesses, you know, I'm, I'm 31 years old right now. And a lot of people look at that and they go, oh, you're just 31. You don't have enough, you know, experience kind of thing. So I had to build this this big empire in the last three years in order for people to kind of trust what, you know, to be able to walk where I walk and, and not blow up on the landmines kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And well, you're doing it too. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. It yeah. matters is the result. Yeah. And if people want to have those kind of results, now is there a certain kind of person that you're looking for with a client? Because you can't just take just anybody. Right. They yeah. have to have what? Yeah, you know, it's, it's action takers, right? You know, people that are are willing to take the risks. I think because you know, um, you know, I've always say that never want something more for someone else than they want it for themselves. So, you know, if I, if I come to you and say, here's how to, you know, here's how to grow your business and the marketing or, you know, but you're not interested in doing anything with your marketing, I'm not going to be able to help you. You know, no matter how hard I try to teach you, you're not open to it. But if they want to grow their marketing, they're more receptive and they're, they're ready to take some of these things. And, and it may be harder. You know, I always say um, you got to be willing to suffer short term pain for long term gain. And, and if you're able to do that, then, yeah, I'm absolutely happy to work with them. That's fantastic. So, um, and, and your website is? So I have a couple websites out there because, again, I also have a marketing company. But uh, MitchDurfee.com, and then you can pick up my book, Serve to Win, at ServeToWin.com. And that's Serve, the number two, win.com. We're speaking with Mitch Durfee with Self Talk Radio Show. He's the author of Serve to Win. He's an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, and we're going to talk more with him about uh, choosing the right properties and building your business empire when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest is Mitch Durfee. We're talking about Grunt's Move Junk and also his empire of marketing and helping other businesses and his book, Serve to Win. So, Mitch, we talked a little bit about, you know, who you, who you choose and who do you who sets you on fire? Like if you're feeling really low, is there someone you you go to or talk to just yeah. to to build you up again? So, you know, I've, I've actually, in the last three years, I've built an, an amazing network um, of people around me that, you know, we actually meet on a weekly basis. Uh, it's the G19 group. It's kind of just a networking group, but it's also these business people that, that have been through some of these struggles. 
Uh, Jay Cummings is, is a part of this group. He's a, you know, a great friend, a great mentor of mine. Uh, you know, I met him three years ago, kind of through a marketing uh, meetup. And it, I think surrounding yourself with a good quality network also elevates, you know, your energy levels too. So it, it, it snaps you out of those struggles faster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and having a mentor is, is so terrific because if you've had somebody that's been there, done yeah. that, you can turn to them and say, okay, here I am. And I'm not sure where I'm going to go next. I'm very lucky that Jay doesn't run the clock on me because the, the amount of times I pick up the phone for some <laughs> of the things that are so easy to him, you know, I'd, I'm sure I'd have a pretty big bill. So I'm very grateful for that friendship. That's for sure. Well, and also you touch on something else I want to talk to you about is team. And, and building your team, have you, yeah. how have you grown? Because it was, you know, a solo yeah. entrepreneurship and now it's grown into a business where you have to take on employees. Right. How did you make that transition? You know, I think that's one of the harder transitions for a lot of people to go through when it comes to like starting up their first business. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they're the artist and also the entrepreneur at the same time. So it's very difficult for them to give up the reins. But in order for them to grow to another level, it's uh, it's kind of a, a shift in mindset. Um, you really just have to focus on what you do best and and outsource the rest kind of thing. When did you know oh, that God. it was time? Yeah. I'm going to take Grunt's Move Junk as sure. an example. Yep. When did you know it was time to pull in employees? Because were you doing yeah. that all by yourself? For yeah, so I carried, a, I carried the torch for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but when I started it, I kind of had the mindset that, you know, it was going to be scalable. And I, I painted a really big picture, right? So when I wrote out the kind of chart of organization, like the positions that were in the company, I wrote my name in each one of these spots. Like, okay, I'll be the C, uh, CEO, and then I'll also be the COO, and I'll also be, you know, the person that picks up the boxes, and all the way down. Like, and I just kind of filled out this chart with like this pyramid of names, and then I'd scratch my name out and say, okay, I can find someone to do this part right here, and then I'd write their name in it, and I just kind of kept working up through those that organizational chart. And that really helped me. Well, I didn't know about this originally because I started actually when I was 23, I started my first business, which was a mechanic shop. And I did everything myself from the oil changes to the marketing to the books. And, and I ended up shutting that business down because it was so hard for me to do. And in this one, when I did it again in, in December, when I was sitting at the coffee table saying, I'm going to start a business again this year, I, I knew that I didn't want to do it all by myself again. Yeah, um, because I already went through that journey. And again, like, you know, if you're a young business or a business owner and you're doing it yourself, like try to find someone to bounce ideas off because, uh, you know, some people say partnerships are or partners are for dancing. But I think partners really help you get through the struggles, because if you're low and they're high, then you guys are going to balance out. And, and it helps you get through some of those difficulties of a business ownership. Yeah. And, and what you're describing with your mechanic business, that all that was was just buying a job. Yeah, pretty much. I was you self-employed. bought a job. Yeah. And, and so Hardest when job, you're, lowest paying job. <laughs> yeah. And when you're trying to transition from that to a right. business owner, there's a huge difference. And as a business owner, you're not working as many hours Hopefully, yeah, the idea. you know, if, yeah. if the idea yeah. is that it's an investment and mm-hmm. that you are employing other people yeah. to do the things that they're skilled at. Yeah. And, and Robert Kiyosaki talks a lot yes. about that. Yeah. So Rich yeah. Dad Poor Dad is yeah. a great book that I also read around the same time I think in Grow Rich, you know, breaking from that employee mindset to, you know, being like a small business owner and then entrepreneur, business investor kind of thing. Yeah. It's, you know, it is, uh, it's the journey, I think. And you really should be spending your time on the right side of the quadrant, like he talks about. Because it's the most, you know, I guess, uh, 
more time, more free time, more financially rewarding. Just so when you when you got to that point with Grunts Move Junk, did yeah. you go to a bank and say, okay, I need to hire all these employees in order for me to grow to yeah. the next level, or how did you do it? You know, I, for, to this day, we've never had a bank really lend us money other than for uh, vehicles and you know the assets wow. and stuff like that. So we self funded everything from so so way back in the day. I I traded in my so I got back from Afghanistan and my you know cobalt. I don't even know what year it was, but I had a cobalt at the time, Chevy Cobalt, and I put it in a storage unit for 15 months. And when I got out, you know, that was the car that I had to drive all the way down to Pennsylvania to pick up to come back to Vermont. Um, but I traded that car in and it was only worth like $3,000 at the time. It was, you know, just kind of a small car. But, uh, and I traded that in for this vehicle and I took out a loan and I just, you know, and I went to the banks and I went to investors and I said, this is the idea. And they all said no. And it, again, it was just very, it was very challenging, you know, to kind of persevere through it. So it was, it was another life lesson, right? You know, that perseverance is what gets you through and you have to be determined to persevere. And But once you break through, though, it, honestly, it feels like everything just lightens. Like it's, you know, like even today, I mean, it's a beautiful day. Everything's just so much easier now that all, you know, I've chipped away at all these rocks now. And and you have the end in mind. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you, you have the yeah. end and you can see it. <laughs> right. And then everybody else is, you know, the naysayers will come in yeah. and say, oh, well, that's oh kind of, I don't know. That's a lot of money. It's a house of cards. You yeah. know, if you buy all that real estate, yeah. it's just going to go, you know. No, you're totally right. So how do you, and now they're <laughs> all coming to you and saying, oh, well, how'd you do that? Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. you know I've, I've been battling with this idea that I really want to share this concept because it is such a great concept. You know, when where you are now for a lot of people, and this is, you know, maybe me a couple months ago, you know, maybe six, 12 months ago, but where you are now, you have this people where you say, hey, in the future, I'm going to do X. You know, maybe it's buying, you know, whatever it is. And you have these naysayers and and they're going to hold you back because they're they they think that if you change that you're not going to be, you know, the same. Uh, and that's where they like you. You know, so if you change now, you left them like you no longer need them. And, and they're afraid of that. But when you start to persevere through this like challenge of all these guys holding you back, well, that's when they start to say, oh, I knew you could do it. You know, they start to come right. back around like, I knew you could do this. Right. And then once you finally make it to the top of your mountain, you know, they're right there, right there next to you, cheering you on, saying, yeah, I knew him. You know, I, I knew he could do it. There's yeah. I, not a shadow of doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, meanwhile, then, you're thinking to yourself, yeah. like, what happened? Yeah. So, um, that wasn't really how I remembered it. Yeah. 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 I, so, I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. But there are some toxic people out there that will hold you back, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to, you know, don't get hung up on the way that they see life. You know, you can't change them. But but just, you know, focus on your bigger picture and, and just, again, persevere through those moments and, and, and focus on the outcome that you want in life and you'll get it. Yeah. You know, there will be some hard times, ups and downs and some shaky grounds. But but in the end, you know, it's all worth it. We touched base earlier on debt. And I just wondered if you had any pearls of wisdom for people who might be struggling with debt and want or, to do what you're doing. Yeah. Do you have any um, ideas for them if they have a horrendous credit score or yeah. something like that? Um, do you have anything, any pearls of wisdom to give them? You know, I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that, but I, but, but definitely, you know, there's things that I did early on, just like, like very simply, you know, just to kind of get myself in place. Like, you know, getting a credit card is some kind of ways to build, or I view it as a way to build credit score as long as you're responsible with it. You know, so I, I got a credit card and I had to get a secured credit card for my first one. I had to put $250 down on this credit card because I had no credit. And so I took $250 and I got a, uh, Chase credit card. And then I just kind of worked away at that, right? I'd buy my gas on it because I had to buy gas anyway, and then I'd pay it off. I'd buy, and and that, that built my credit score up enough to be able to get this lending. 
And there are some times, and I put it on auto pay, so in case I forgot, you know, there was no reason, right. you know, it would be it would be self drafted. So from earlier early on, you know, there's simple tasks like that. Pay down some of your debts. You know, there's you know you have to pay you know well you have to balance right, pay yourself first or pay off your debts kind of thing. But with those debts, you know, credit card debt, uh, you know, for example, is really high interest rate. So so that really affects a lot of your buying power. And and also vehicles, you know, your vehicle choice. Sometimes you have to put off. You know, put off driving that brand new Maserati that you want or something, you know, mm-hmm. in the short term so that, you know, you can buy an asset that may pay for it. And I think that's what I did early on was, you know, I bought I bought real estate because I knew that if I wanted something, whether, you know, I don't have a boat or anything like that. But if I wanted a boat, I could always use the real estate asset to pay for the boat. Yeah. So, so you leverage the properties to buy right, something else. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, I've actually, like I said, I've still been I'm still push, pushing this, uh, you know, great or gratitude or whatever it is that self-gratitude in the future because I just keep buying more properties now because again like you know the longer I do this and the you know it, it's it's just it's dominoes so in 12 months I bought a million and then actually in the last you know in the last you know I think uh, 30 days I just bought another eight plex in Essex for another million dollar property so it's you know they, they just and I, I didn't even want that one it just it showed up on my radar and it's like well this matches the numbers and everything's there it's like well, I guess I'll go get this one too. And, and I don't mean that, you know, it's just it, the dominoes are still falling from the effort that I put in in the beginning. Like it's like pushing a car down the hill. Once it's rolling, it's already going. So that's right. You know, you have to get in and put the brakes on if you want to, but. Yeah. So what was your favorite chapter writing in Serve to Win? Oh my gosh. You know, honestly, I like, a, uh, everyone always says this, I, but I did put my heart and soul into this book. Like I, I blocked a Thursday off every single week to make sure that I could put my time into this because it was my goal for this year. Um, but there's, there's so many, and I think that, you know, I'm, I'm flashing through the book right now as, you know, as a kind of by time, cause I want to make sure that I give you guys quality answer on this. Uh, you know, taking action was a big one for me. Um, building your network, um, you know, surrounding yourself with good quality people. Those are, those are two of the really big chapters for me because, you know, not having a network when I came back from overseas was very difficult for me. And, and, and that right there was something that changed my life entirely. You know, I, I talk about how, um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to hang out with kids that were athletes. So that meant I was an athlete, you know, and if I hung out with kids that played guitar, then that means I wanted to play guitar. And so you'll, if you look at that kind of as a, a big picture, big item, you know, the people that you surround yourself with is, is who you most likely reflect. So, so I think that that's a big, you know, game changer once you kind of turn that light switch on for a lot of people is yeah. you know, focus on your network. You know, and you, you just clicked a light on for me is <laughs> you must've been when you served over in Afghanistan, you're a soldier. Yeah. You know, that's your job. Right. And then when you came back here, who am I? Yeah. Because we so identify shift. with mm-hmm. what we do for a living. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and it, when you do so many things, yeah. <laughs> people yeah. say, so what do you do? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> no, yeah. What would you like me to tell you yeah, today? I know, that I right. Today? Absolutely. As um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's important, especially when you're young like that, is mm. you're, you're trying to figure out who you are yeah. and, and who, how you operate in the world. And so that must have been such a mind bend for you from yeah. Afghanistan out in the desert and not knowing if you were going to live that day, literally yeah. your life yeah. on the line. Yeah, Iraq was a lot worse than Afghanistan, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, how how so? I just in Iraq, you know, I was I was more in, or in Iraq, I was outside the wire, but in Afghanistan, I was I was on base doing a lot of like the ma- uh, mechanical stuff. So Iraq, I was like f- foot on the ground, you know, kicking doors in. And in Afghanistan, again, being older and also more mature mentally, I think it was just a, it was an easier easier time for me. You knew what to expect too. Right. Yeah. yeah so definitely. it was also kind of you know game changing for me too, knowing that 
because from you know 19 years old to 26, you know, I had this perspective on being overseas. It was a very difficult time for me, you know, those those years. But going back into it, I kind of faced my fears, and you know, I just said, okay, well, let's do this again. Maybe maybe this isn't true, and and maybe there's some untruths in here with like the way that my story played inside my mind from being 19 years old. Mm. And so I got to relearn it. I got to retell my story to myself uh, by going back the next time, which was great. Yeah. yeah. So what's next for you? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe a house in the Caribbean. I don't know. But I don't know what I'm going to do. I think <laughs> there's a few things different. Um, really what I'm focusing on now is I, I love helping others. Um, so this book is kind of hopefully a tool for me to be able to get some more speaking gigs. You know, um, speaking actually tomorrow, uh, this uh, tomorrow at Project Soar in St. Albans uh, to the graduating class. So that's an exciting time for me because I get to help you know, these students. Um, so again, full picture is I can if I can tell my story to change someone's life and help them change their life or help them get a breakthrough, that's really the most rewarding thing for me. And that's kind of what the book about is about, the serve to win. You know, you know I got to a different, certain point so that I could give back to others. The book is Serve to Win. If you want to buy your copy, go to serve the number two win.com. I got that? That's perfect. All right. <laughs> Mitch Durfee has been my guest. You can go to our website for full links from this whole conversation. I'm Sarah Spencer with selftalkradioshow.com. This program has been a production of Hall Communications, Burlington, Plattsburgh.